Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a gracious good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good everything it is in your hemisphere at this appointed time. I pray that God is blessing you immensely and that you have the forethought to recognize his blessings because there's so often where God can be extending his hand of blessing to us and we don't have the forethought to understand and recognize that, yes, the God is blessing me. God is blessing me. We talk about it all the time at the beginning of the show, just giving God the glory and the honor that is due him because of his grace and his mercy and the fact that he has yet given us another day, another day to be able to say, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am grateful to be alive this day. So that being said, I, as always, am so grateful to God for the kingdom connections that he has given me and placed in my life, one of which is my beautiful sister in the Lord, who has been my my ride person and partner in this endeavor for the past couple of years, and I am extremely and eternally grateful to God for her. So with that being said, blessings, blessings, my dear sister, Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you? Oh, Seth, it's just what everything what you said with a cherry on the top. I just thank God Mm -hmm. I was at work today, kind of a little rough, a little tired, but I thank God. I made it, he allowed me to make it through to see another day. And I'm so grateful to him just for that alone, besides the other blessings that he bestowed upon me. How are you, beautiful? You're doing good? I am. I I just cannot even um, begin to imagine complaining about anything because God has really, really been so good. So very, very good. So, yeah, I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. Um, you know, it is, it's hot today, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was going to say it's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day because it's nowhere near as hot as it's going to be. But um, God has just graced us with seriously some wonderful, wonderful weather. And I pray that you are experiencing the same where you are. 
Yes, we're actually 90 degrees. We've been up mm-hmm. 80, 80, 89, 90 degrees here for the last couple of days, and we're going to drop down to 47 tonight. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, really. And we've had rain and a couple of storms have blown through, and it has been something in the south. Um you know, Texas endured some flooding, and then uh, I want to say Alabama, that storm that passed through since tore out some stuff up in Alabama bad. Yeah. And um, yeah, if, I, if I said it wrong, you guys correct me. But um, it's been something, but I thank God because it's such a blessing that you don't have to experience that when things like that come. So I thank God for his covering. Amen. You, you know, you, you, you thank God for what he's doing um, and his protection, but at the same time you have empathy for those that are going through it. I know for me and you were you were in Florida with me for a while, you know, we got used to the, the hurricanes coming through and the disruption um, that they would bring. And so when, when you hear people that are, are going through and experiencing things that are weather-related or considered a, um, a nature, because <laughs> really you, you, can't, you can't look at it in any other light other than the fact that it is nature. You know, when you have lived in an area where you're prone to things like that, you, you tend to recognize. And the thing that you recognize more than anything, and I'm going to use this as a segue into what we're going to talk about today, is the power of nature, the the sheer magnitude of what the storms are able to do, you know. Like you yes. just said, it went through Alabama and it tore up some stuff. Um, what was it, week before last? It tore up some stuff in Tennessee. It, it just, it's just been boom, 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 boom. And, and the sheer yes. power of nature what? is incredible. And, and Australia, Australia had a flooding bad. And then they were embedded with spiders, different kind of spiders. And I don't mean small ones. I mean big ones that look like rats. And I'm like, oh, my God. And you're right, Seth. When I was down in Florida with you, you guys, I want everybody to know, that was rough for me. My sister got used to it because it was several more after I left her that happened to her where I didn't talk to you, I remember, for like two or three months because the cell towers were down. And, you know, mm-hmm. you were telling me about the water and everything. So I, when I start, they told me one day, remember we were at the house, to start putting, filling up the toilets and stuff with water. I was like, why are we doing that? Because the storm the coming through. Like, I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You fill up God, the I, I was on a plane, you guys. I went back home to Vegas. I was on a plane. <laughs> I promise you. After that, I was like, no, I don't know. I can't do stuff like that. But I've experienced earthquakes. In, in, in Vegas and in California, and that's pretty devastating. So it's, it's yeah. amazing what God, how powerful, like you say, in nature. Ooh, yes. So think about this. So if, if God, who is, <clears throat> excuse me, who is the creator of all things, has the ability to put that kind of power in a storm, in nature, he created us as well. The same way he created the, the wind that blows through the storms, the same way he created the clouds that drop the rain, the same way that he created the undercurrents in the ground that would cause an earthquake. 
he has placed power and authority in each one of us. And I believe that likewise that people who have never lived in an area that is prone to the natural storms and the power that they possess, likewise, there are so many people out there that don't recognize the power that God has placed in each one of us, the power, not only power, but authority to wield that power and have called us into a place of accountability when it comes to utilizing the power that he has placed within us. So our topic today, as of my segue, is power, authority, and responsibility as a child of the king as a child of the king, to recognize and understand that you have not just been created by happenstance, you have not just been thrown together um, without purpose or guidance or direction, and to recognize that the power and the authority that God has given you as his child to utilize that power. Power is incredible. But when you take authority over that power and you use your authority wrong, in a wrong manner, you misappropriate the power that you have been given, then disasters happen. Disasters happen. And so we need to make sure that we as children of the Most High God are utilizing the power within us that we have been blessed with through and by him, and we are utilizing it responsibly. I say that to say this. There are things and situations that are going on in this country, in the United States of America, where people are abusing the power that they have been given on so many different levels. And hear me now, it is not only happening in America. This is a global pandemic, so to speak, okay? It is, it is just as deadly, if we think about it, as the pandemic of COVID-19 that we're all slowly but surely coming out of. But it, it, when we misappropriate the authority that has been given us as his child, then devastation is inevitable. And this has been really, really in my heart because of the things that are going on in the country. Um, and, and I'm, I'm going to start with your state currently. Um, I guess my surrogate home because I spend so much time in Georgia. But just thinking about um, the sweeping legislation that has just been passed in the state of Georgia. And this is real. This is It's Real Radio, television, talk show, okay? And in the midst of it, we've always said that we would just real issues, okay? We would take the, the time to break down real issues, to talk about them, and not shy away from them, not, not to be afraid to pull the cover back on them. And because you and I are different individuals with different experiences in life, and there are a lot of times when we see things very differently, that it's really, really a good thing to be able to have dialogue about these things. 
seriously. So from my point of view, okay, and and I'm going to open the floor up to you in just a moment, but from my point of view, when I think about the sweeping legislation that is going on across the country, I believe that I heard there has been somewhere in the neighborhood of 250-some-odd bills or acts of legislation that have been proposed in like 43 states, okay, since this past election. And and it's happening under the auspices or the, the guise of voter regulation and to have a greater impact or sense of, of responsibility and insight over voter regulation. Now, as I have listened to the things that are going on, and some of it, it's like you think about it and you think, you really can't be serious about this. Like, like you hear some of the things that are proposed and you're going, oh, no, this is, this is 2021. It's like, you know, and especially coming from an African-American background, we're like, you know, no, 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 because we've already fought hung up on the trees with strange fruit. We have died. We have been martyrs. We have marched. We have, by any means necessary, we've done all these things, or, or, or let me say our forefathers have done all these things to get us to where we are today only to be exposed to the same, same type of a bondage trying to be enacted upon us as was enacted in times past. But as I was hearing about this, and I've been listening to this going on for a minute now, but but the fact that the bill was actually signed and passed this past week, and and I'm gonna go in. I'm just gonna tell you guys. I'm I'm praying not to offend, but I'm gonna go in from my point of view and what I see and what I feel that an African-American representative, okay, this is not some lay person. This is a representative from the House of Representatives in the state of Georgia, a African-American woman goes to knock on the governor's door as he's signing the bill and to be arrested for knocking on the door to try to gain entrance as a representative of the people in protest to the bill that's being passed and to be arrested. I'm just like, oh, you, you, like you, <laughs> is this real? And then you have the audacity, Governor Kemp, to release a photograph of you signing the bill and everybody is so immensely happy, but it's you and six or seven or eight just Caucasian gentlemen standing there, when your state, when your state is predominantly African-American and for you to pass a bill that part of the legislature says that if I see someone waiting in line and we already know there's going to be massive lines because you've restricted how the vote is taking place, you've taken the ballot box from being outside for absentee voters and put it inside. You've restricted um, the days that that early voting can happen. You've restricted so many different things within this. And if I see an elderly person that I just feel I would like to give a bottle of water to, to give them a bottle of water, 
I can be arrested and charged with a crime for giving somebody a bottle of water. That is just like, you know, to the nth degree, a slap in the face, in my opinion. Now, I said that to say this. What it reminded me of was the children of Israel and Pharaoh and Moses going and asking and, and delivering the message to Pharaoh that God is calling his people to come out, consecrate themselves, and worship. And, and he wasn't even asking Pharaoh to let the people go permanently. He just said for three days. And because of his request, Pharaoh throws out an edict that says, no, I'm not only am I not going to let them go, but I am going to take back what I had been providing for them to take care of the task that I'm calling them to, and they will now have to gather their own straw to make brick, but their quota can't fall. And I thought about that, and I said, hmm, so you're telling me that as a you're 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 the representative for the state that is predominantly African American, but you're limiting the ballot boxes that we can use mostly in the African American community. You're limiting how absentee ballots are handled. You're limiting the ability to just show an act of kindness and give somebody a bottle of water, but you're telling me you're doing all of this for my own good. Yeah. Okay. Seriously. Here's my thing. The same way that the mighty God that we serve hardened Pharaoh's heart and did all that he did of freedom the likes of which Pharaoh couldn't even comprehend for his people, I see it happening again. And the key is, as a child of God, we have been given power and authority and a responsibility of how we utilize that power and that authority. So in the midst of all of this, my urging is don't take your eyes off the prize Don't get distracted by what you're hearing, even how preposterous it sounds, and beat them at their own game. Because, you see, the more they try to restrict us as a people, they've tried to hold us down for, for thousands of years, okay, in this country for hundreds of years. But still, as Maya Angelou would say, we rise. We rise. And we rise without trying to take a stance of superiority to make another person, gender, ethnicity, or whatever feel less than we are. But we rise from the sheer place of the favor of God being on our lives. And we've got to recognize we power. And don't let anybody fool you or trick you into thinking they've taken your power from you. Because the first thought is what I shared a few minutes ago, oh, you're trying to put me back where where my forefathers were. No, that's not going to happen. 
that's not going to happen as long as we don't allow it to happen. So my thing is this. You start doing drives, okay, where in a person's private property, their yard, or a place of business that has a sole ownership to that place of business, and you start handing out folding chairs, you start handing out bags of waters and snacks, and all of those things, you have it set up the whole night before people are going to the polls, so they can come by. You can't get on me for giving some water out my own yard, okay, because I'm not at your polling place. You can't do anything to me for handing out folding chairs so that the elderly can sit while they wait, and we will double those lines. And if we have to be there all day and half the night, we will do that because you will not take anything from us, and we will not give you our power, our authority, or our responsibility to use it. So that's my opening statement, okay? So I wanted to start off there because I believe that it's a hot topic right now, and I believe that we as the children of the Most High, we're losing our focus. Now is the time to dig in and beat them at their own game, so to speak. Now you go, sis. Wow. You know, I'm sitting here with my mouth hanging open. I'm in the South, you guys. <laughs> I'm working for a billion-dollar company that only want to give out quarter raises and, and dimes, 15 cents. I'm like, not me. So I'm just saying I'm with you on this because that's why the mayor of, our, our, of, of Augusta was very upset, and he was straight out called them liars and all kinds of mess grouping together. But while you were speaking, I'm saying right now, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. There you and go. every lying tongue, everything about. they do to try to stop us, we shall and will overcome. I'm not just talking about yeah. people of color. I'm yeah. not just talking. I'm talking about Latinos, Hispanics, Mexicans, Chinese, whatever. Right. They believe Everybody. in their own, their own their, uh, the justice, one nation under God. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and believe mm. that no matter what we've all endured, because every nationality I know have endured something. Indians, yes. we can go on. Yes. They have endured. So we have been crying out. Asian Americans, and, what they're going through right now. Yes, and Asian Americans, I'm not leaving anybody out. This is, hear me, hear me. This is not about color. This is mm-hmm. not about color. This is about mm-hmm. justice. This mm, is about you right cannot and will not take what I, what God has already given me, my blessing, my land, away. And that's something yeah. worth to be fighting for, like you're saying. Yeah. They can sign whatever yeah. they want to sign. But what we have to realize is the enemy is trying to tell us to, to turn us all against each other. All these shootings, mm-hmm. these deadly deaths, this person's walking in here, this person's killing this person. These many people are dead. You you guys heard about that in Atlanta. And that's really sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad because they are setting this all up to turn us against each other. Our duty is when you're bold to speak, speak. I believe okay. that's your duty. If God instilled that gift in you, speak. If you are sitting there, yeah. if you know it's voters' time and it's your yard and you see people, hold up a minute, let me set some gift bags up. 
with some water, sanitation wipes, a little mask, or whatever. Sow that seed. That'll there come back go. to you. There you go. But yeah. don't lay back and just watch and say and talk about something and you're not doing something. That's wrong. Yeah. So I you yeah. know, I'm bold. And I you know, people gotta realize a lot of people don't want to speak because people, I'm not scared of people what they can say. They talked about Jesus. Maybe that's why the Lord has allowed me to go through my walk where people have just talked about me. I cry. I don't even cry about that anymore. Come on with it. I got something for you. Right. You ain't got to talk All about right. me. I can talk about me before anybody can bring it in. So bring it on. Hmm. So that doesn't disturb hmm. me. But see, what people don't want is you need the truth. And a lot of people, we let me tell you what's going on in the atmosphere. The lie, the lies out there ha- looks like the truth now. And the truth mm-hmm. is starting to look like a lie. Mm-hmm. They're starting to mm-hmm. tell us. We're watching these TVs, smart TVs and phones and watches. Where you, you can tell where I am when I'm walking, when I'm jogging, when I go to the grocery store. I looked up on my phone and said, you just visited. I'm like, what happened? How did my phone get on GPS? I didn't even put it on. So I'm sitting there, and we got to – there are so many things we could talk about, but what we're getting back to the subject is this. What is your part? What can you do to make a difference and a change? I'm praying for Kemp. I'm praying for all of them because I'm telling y'all something right now. The Bible said pray for those that despitefully use you. Yes. Those that come yes. up against you. Pray for them. We want to pray for them. We don't want to talk mm-hmm. about them. I don't want to talk about them. I don't got nothing bad to say. Because I know that I've had my moments. So if they want to take that platform to do evil, then their platform is not greater than God's. And I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I looked in Kim's face from the time he was making commercials when he wanted to run for election. Oh, he had a smirk on his face that couldn't wait. I look in his eyes now and I see some sadness because he's like a puppet on a string. And he's mm-hmm. only attached to the other hands that are running him to make choice and decision he never thought he had to make. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. praying for him. Mm-hmm. The Bible said, be careful when you want to be in high places of authority. If you're a judge or whatever, an attorney, sometimes critical times come where it may compromise you yes. to make a choice. It's not easy. I'm not telling anybody. I promise you, it's not easy. I promise you. But I'm Heavy saying, like you the crown. When you want right. power, power is given unto you, then, you know, there is, again, there is a responsibility that comes with that power. And you just said something, I'm a, I, and I just need to touch on it while it's, it's fresh in my mind. So, like you said, he is this puppet, he is being um, utilized as a puppet on a string because, because, the person that he went to bat for left him out there dangling, and now he feels that his only redeeming grace is to align himself with a radical group of people that are are have that does not have the well-being of the of the country in, or the state of Georgia in mind. And and it's like that in every state. It, it's it's just going on. It's like oh well. Um, because because legally, and that's the only reason he didn't side with them, because legally he couldn't do it, okay? Um, he didn't want to go to jail by doing what he was being asked to do. Now, I believe, I be, and this is what I believe of Kemp, okay? Of Rassenberger, the 
State, um, Secretary of State, I believe he held a different position. I believe it was a matter of ethics for him. Because like you said, Tam, you can look at a person. You can judge a person's spirit by the spirit, okay? Now, I believe for him it was about ethics. It was about, I can't do this. I, I, you know, Just find me 11,000 whatever, whatever votes. And he's like, no, sir, it doesn't work that way. His, I believe, was a matter of ethics. He, you know, he is, he, he, he professes the Lord, and if you look at his spirit, you can see God in him. He's been, he's walked through some trials. He's lost a child. He, you know, he and his wife have endured some serious hardships, and I believe that he recognizes, wait, you know, I, I I can't draw this line in the sand and come out of the favor of God to do what you want me to do. Camp on the land. Let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you something. I remember, I don't remember how many years ago it was. Just hear me, you guys. I'm going to give you pieces of a story. And the Pope had come, the Pope, the new Pope had came in. And God forgive me, I'm just going to say the Pope because I don't know his name by heart. <laughs> and nope, when okay. he came I in, he came in the Senate, the cabinet, with all of them. All of them was waiting to be touched by the Pope. You got to hear me. So mm-hmm. the Pope goes on the podium, and they, they're at the house speakers and stuff is in the back. One of them kind of looked like Kemp for a minute. And let me just tell y'all. So as the Pope was getting ready to walk up to the podium, his Robes almost snagged on the chair. So the one guy that sits on the back of those big seats, whoever he is, he goes and removes the Pope's garment so he wouldn't trip. And he said, be careful so you won't trip. And he removed it so it wouldn't snag. And the Pope turned around and touched him and said, do me a favor. Say a prayer for me. Hmm. When he went up to the podium, the Pope, that man began to bawl like a baby. And tears, he welling up in him. He was breaking like a vase with water. Hmm. And at, later on, they said he resigned from that seat. Because wow. he said he can no longer participate with people that has the choice to make choices in other people's lives and they ruin their lives because they have the power to do so. And he can no longer be a part. And I know whoever is listening to my voice know this story. But I'm going to say something to you just like this. He just touched the hem of the Pope's garment. Wait until they have to touch the hem of our Father's garment. Behind all this massive deceit and trickery and treachery, holding these people on jobs in bondage. They work hard and all you do is want to throw them nickels and crumbs on the ground. That's not right. And I'm going to be one to stand up and, and if I have to, whatever I have to to make a change. Because let me say something to you. I'd rather die knowing that I've left this earth and made a change than to die and wish I could have, would have, should have did something about it. I'm just asking God to build my courage up so when it comes, I can be able to do whatever I have to do. 
Okay, sis, so I didn't mean to talk to death. No, no. What you said is absolutely vital. It is vital because that's what I'm talking about. We have a responsibility to stand up in the boldness of God. We always, we must always do it with a spirit of love. Like you said, you are praying for these people. Okay, it's not that you turn a blind eye to what they're doing and who they ultimately are, but you are praying for them because the word of God said pray for your enemies, pray for those that despitefully use you. And 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 because we're in the new dispensation of grace with Christ and we have been forgiven much, we're not talking about going in there praying them David prayers and saying, God, kill them, okay? That is not the prayers that we're talking about. We're talking about praying prayers of salvation over these people's lives. Let me tell you people, you don't want to see nobody die and bust hell wide open. You don't, or you shouldn't. <laughs> Switch that up. You shouldn't. That should not be your desire for anyone. Why? Because of what Christ did for you so that you didn't die and bust hell wide open, because that's exactly where you were headed. So we've got to flip the script. But we've got to do it and recognize and understand the responsibility that we have as children of the Most High God to do something, say something. Let me tell you, John Lewis really, really touched my life. And, And I had heard so many different things about him just growing up, you know, um, and the different things he had encountered. This man in his death, touched my life more than I can even tell you, more than I would have ever thought conceivably possible. Why? Because by by me being in Atlanta when he passed, okay, and, and I, I just, this is just kind of me. If something um, it, it just resonates within my spirit, then I have to start researching it. I have to get into the word about it. I have to get into history about it. I want to know everything that I can know. So when he died and just knowing who he was and spending so much time since 2014 back and forth and in Atlanta and actually living in Atlanta for a couple of years and, and all of that, I wanted to know more. I wanted to know more about this great icon that had passed on. And and let me tell you, because once you hear me, please hear me in this. When a general passes on, a general in the faith, a general in a movement, a general in an army, when a general passes on, there's got to be somebody being primed and ready to take that general's place. Because somebody always has to be in a leadership role to take the movement on, to take the army on, to take whatever is, is that general was over to move it forward, congregation, whatever it is. And he was a general. He was a general in the faith. 
He was a general in the civil rights movement. He was a general in the House of Representatives. And I wanted to know more about this general because, see, I am a firm believer, as I just said, there's always got to be other people primed and in position to take on leadership. Now, now hear me. I'm not definitely not getting ready to run for a political office, not even trying to get a platform in that type of arena. However, as an intercessor, I need to know what I need to be praying for. And as a child and a servant of the Most High God, I have to be primed and ready if by chance an opportunity presents itself to speak on a matter that I am versed in that matter. And I am encouraging each and every one of you that are looking and hearing what I'm saying that you would do the same. You have to prepare yourself because you never know when God is going to use you. He could use you in the middle of public, Tanya, as well as you know. You know that things that God has given you to speak to some of your customers have been transformative in their lives. I've seen it over the years, different people. God has blessed me to take me from place to place to place, to sit with people in high authority, when I didn't feel I had any authority or any right to be there. But if he asked me to open my mouth and say something, I don't want to do it from a place of ignorance. So I study. So it caused me to study his life, to study what he believed, to study what he stood on, and to study what gave him the tenacious spirit that against all odds, getting his all fractured, being beaten, being jailed over 40 times. What in the world could provoke this man to keep going and keep standing and not be afraid to speak out, to get into good trouble, necessary trouble, okay? And the more I studied, the more I understood it was the power of the living God that was within him and had been in him since childhood. His sisters and his brothers speak of how he used to practice preaching in the backyard. He was studying to be a minister. He was in seminary school. And God said, it's not the pulpit I'm calling you to. It's the Congress. I still want you to proclaim my word. I still want you to liberate my people, but from a different perspective. You never know where God is calling you to serve. But rest assured, please rest assured that if he has placed power within you, and we know he has, and if he has given you the authority to use it, and we know he has, because his word has bared witness to that, then you have a responsibility to utilize the power and the authority that you have been given wherever has called you to use it. Be that on your job, be that in the political arena, be it in the scope of education, be it in the arts, wherever he has placed you, you have a responsibility to utilize the power and the authority Authority that he has placed within you. Stop cowering 
stop shrieking back. Stop hearing the naysayers and start hearing the voice of God. Stop compromising for applause. Stop being seeker-friendly and be God-conscious and let the Lord use you because he has called you for such a time as this. You know I have said this over and over and over again. It is not by chance that you are alive at this appointed time in eternity. And yes, you and I and every child of the Most High God has a purpose and a role to play in this millennium, in this appointed time. Everybody, again, is not called to be on a microphone. Everybody is not called to be before the television cameras. Everybody is not called to serve in office, but you are called. And you have a responsibility to carry out the call that is on your life. May I suggest in this time, this is the holy time, this is the time of Passover, This is the time the high holy days are upon us. While we're in this appointed time, it is a time to consecrate yourself before God and say, Daddy, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to feed? Who do you want me to clothe? Who do you want me to encourage? Who do you want me to financially bless? What is it that you called me to for such a time as this? Those of you that have been formally educated, it is not to stick out your chest and say you are Dr. So-and-so, Bishop Bobo, or Apostle Yayo, okay? That's not what it's about. It's about how Can you bow before the very throne of God and be used of him again for such a time as this? You're being called. You're being challenged. And, in fact, I'll take you one better. Let's go back to grade school and I double-dog dare you. Step up to the plate and to the calling, and to the assignments that are on your life. Let God use you. Oh, by the time you get through, uh, you you make me, uh, what they say, the the new crowd say, I'm weak. I'm just weak, you know, because what you're talking about is real. I'm telling you right now, even as you were speaking, sis, I thought, man, you know, it took one woman one woman to take prayer out of school. One, you guys. One that believed in the principal, found a way, and she did it. She took it out. Well, listen to that. This is something that came in my spirit to tell well, whoever listened is. I hope somebody gets this. Con artists, the best con artists, is not because they finished grade school or college. A lot of them don't even make it past high school. But they read. And they study. You said, I've been about in front of leaders, but I study so I won't be ignorant. 
Exactly. It's so important, whatever it is, you guys, in these times that we're living in, before they take it away. And you guys don't believe it, but I believe we're going to have a moment where all these cell phones and everything. I had a moment, mm. man, I'm telling you guys, um, I forgot what day I was going back to work, but I promise you, Monday. And my cell phone went out. I locked myself out of it. And let me tell you, some things start happening. And I was like, you know what? We need to start thinking of something else. We, you know, you guys, all this was created to divide us, to separate us. There's and still things you can do us. even though the COVID is here. There's still people. Huh. Yes, you can still Zoom people. You Like you, you said, sis, if you want to bless somebody, bless somebody. If you want to, you know, if you want to give or whatever, if you want to do whatever you have to do, do it. Join a new group that's positive. But find yourself around positive Things. I'm not telling you negative and crap won't bust loose and won't happen. It will. But find godly people, people that are talking about something that makes sense. Because you mm-hmm. have to be careful. We're living in some perilous times, you guys. Yeah. All kinds of wickedness have been unleashed in the land. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to stand for something as they say, or you'll fall, you'll for, fall anything. for anything. That's right. Don't fall for anything. You know, you, you can be in, in a conversation with a group and somebody talking about another nationality and saying how much they hate them. But if you're silent, you're just as guilty as the other, the one that's saying it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. either got to don't, mm-hmm. you know what? I, I, I separate myself, you guys, and I come mm-hmm. back around, around back on that person and let them know. Um, Okay, I understand or whatever you were feeling at that moment. That was inappropriate. Can you give me what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We pro- I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying this incident won't happen again. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Well, I'm going to show exactly. you that word you just used. I'm going to show you what it means. You know what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say? You ain't going to want to see that mm-hmm. side. But amen. Mm-hmm. I still need to be fixed. Amen. Every day. Every day. But you guys, come on. You know, pick yourself up and believe in yourself. If anything, just learn how to fight for yourself within. And that's standing your word and girding yourself up. Because yeah. I promise you, this war yeah. is deep out there right now, y'all. I go out on my armor and I promise you, there's 25 yeah. demons trying to tear it off before I can even get in the car. Shut up. Not that they're big yeah. and bad, because they're not. But I'm telling you, every day is a battle. But you mm-hmm. just have to choose to hunker down mm-hmm. and choose what you're mm-hmm. going to fight and what you're going to believe in for your family, for your loved ones, for your friends, for your kids, for your mama, daddy, whoever you're around. Yes. Just don't take anything. And don't get militant now. I didn't tell you to go out there and get guns and start acting like a fool. No. There's ways to fight. That's why when you read the word of God or when you get in peace with the Lord or when you get before the Lord, he'll tell you what weapon to bring in that battle. Exactly. I'm going to tell you all, don't always work for me because he'll tell me when I go into work that I want you to be silent. That's the weapon you're going to use. And then I'm like, okay. And I think I'm good. And then somebody say something crazy and then I use another weapon. And the Lord's like, go get her. I didn't. And it's not silent. <laughs> yeah, go get her. I knew, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it when I sent her in there. Okay, so all I'm going to say is this. Just be steadfast 
it's not easy in the times we're living in with the COVID and everything. And they'll know there's still people scared, but that's not faith. I know people mm-hmm. are concerned. You should be. You should be. I know there's so many conspiracy theories and you, so many things, maybe things that I've said that you don't believe in. I don't. It's not for you then. But I know I'm not the only one to feel the way that I do. Mm-mm. So even there's still ways to connect and still ways to love. And there's still ways to hold on because we have not even begun to see the tip of the iceberg yet, you guys. We're just seeing the seasons changing from one to the next. You can't tell. You're seeing when bad, when good, when good looks bad and bad looks good. The Word of God says that. Your children turned against you. The Word of God says that. People war and rumors of war is happening. And we just can't sit back and act like it doesn't. But I don't know about you guys. I just want the Lord to say to me, come on, you in. I'm going to be running, <laughs> running past him just in case. I don't want him to change his mind. <laughs> I love you guys. The floor belongs to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. That's real. But here's the key, and, and I love that, and, and, and I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I will probably be running right alongside of you. But the, the, here's the key, though, to keep into mind, that um, in wanting to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant, okay, you don't want to just make it in. You want to make it in being a good and faithful servant, and we miss that. We just, you know, we, we, we are so heavenly minded. I said this this morning um, with or- exhortation over communion. It, it's that we can be so heavenly minded that we forget what our earthly good is. You know, there's that saying that you're so heavenly minded you're no earthly good. No, you, you become so heavenly minded you forget what, what your earthly good is. That you were not created for heaven in this in this house, okay? In the in the flesh and blood that houses your spirit currently, this flesh and blood was not created for heaven, because this flesh and blood stays on this side and it deteriorates, okay? Spirit will go on to heaven, but in this house, in this makeup, where you are right now, there's earthly good that you have to be about got to be about your father's business. got to be Amen. about your father's business. Stop just trying to make it to heaven. Did you accept Jesus? Okay. You're going to make it. Okay. You're going to make it. Yes. But what will be your reward when you get there? Will you have the sense of, I left it all there, Lord. Everything you gave me to do. That's the... Miles Moreau used to talk about that all the time. And when he was taken home, it was a lot of people that had this trouble just digesting that. He was this mighty man of God. What do you mean his plane blew up? Because it didn't just crash, y'all. It blew up. Just Anyway. <laughs> it's like, how could that happen? How could that happen? But you know what? He talks about it all the time. He's like, I'm pouring out everything I got. I'm emptying everything. So that when I'm done, it's time to go home. But I don't want to go home yeah. until I'm done. Wow, that's powerful. That's and he powerful. said, just point it all out. 
believe he left not a book unwritten, not a sermon unpreached. He did everything, everything that God required him to do. And it was time to go. That's deep right there. That's powerful. That's powerful. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave with stuff undone, unfinished business. You know, we do prayer at five o'clock every morning, and and we prayer. We have prayer targets that Pastor gives us to pray over, and they're, they're quick prayers. But it's an hour worth of hitting different prayer targets, and you're told what the prayer target is, and you have the ability to pray over that target, and you're not supposed to linger on it. You're supposed to hit it and keep going. One of those targets is unfinished praying over unfinished business. You don't want to leave anything undone. Mm -hmm. You don't want to stop in midstream. Whatever he's called you to, you want to complete the assignment. So therefore, and that that being said, we can't get distracted. We can't get distracted. See, right now that we are so up in arms and so angry about what is happening that we would allow that to distract us. I promise you, Stacey Abrams has not taken a step back. Because girlfriend understands the call on her life. Did you know both of her parents are ministers? She grew up in the church, and her mama is the pastor. <laughs> okay? She recognizes, and under if you have not read her book, you need to go get it. I just finished it a couple of weeks ago. She understands the call on her life for such yes, a time yes, as this. Yes. yes. That's why they fought her so hard not to let her in. Hmm, girl. But they can't stop her. That's why they See, fought her so hard. Reason. They don't want her in. That power. That power that she here's has. The that thing. They, they have to fight her. They, they know that. Look, what, what President Trump say, that was fixed. <laughs> here's the thing that we missed, though, Tam. Okay? She had to lose the governorship. Because had she won the governorship, Georgia would not have changed from red to blue for the presidency. Because she would not have been out there fighting for the voter suppression and oppression that was going on that she was a victim to. See, we look and we judge what happens, but we don't look underneath. She had to. Now, she's going to win the next one. Trust me. You better come on. Okay. And they can say they can they can make the they can put the booths inside. They don't matter. This is okay. a new generation exactly. now. This generation, you but can't tell them what to do. You know what I'm saying? They'll mm-hmm. wait in line all day, Kemp. All they're gonna do is bring their game boys with them. They'll sit in line until Jesus come back. They don't matter to them. You can't break this new this new generation like that. You know? Mm-mm. 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 So and, and it's gonna be all right. Our new generation is more of the Malcolm generation than the Martin generation. So we need to be careful about this new generation. And it Hmm. don't matter. It's a new generation. And let me say something. You know, hey, we've been used to to walking distances, standing up a long time. You need to come to a Baptist church camp. You should know we stand up for a very long time, praising God. So it ain't going to mm. matter us standing in line to go cast the vote if that's what we know we believe in. So I'm just 
praying, like Jesus. I said, you guys, let's pray for those because it's sad because sometimes people don't realize people are put in a position they never thought they would be put in. And now is it now they have to compromise their soul and themselves. I've been there before. And it ain't an easy task to do. So we're just gonna keep praying for them. Amen. We definitely are. And here's the key to understand because I don't want to just leave it out here and you guys not get balanced. We need both generations. We need the older generation that is tenacious in their stand because they've been fighting this fight for a very long time and they're not gonna take down. Yes. And we need the new yes. generation with the boldness to say, oh, 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 I got you. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. That by any means necessary, I got you. Yeah, so we man. need the two generations yeah, coming together and working in tandem with one another. Amen. You know, and then, we, and, and we, just, we to, just to give the older generation respect, know that we've been there, yeah. know what we're talking about. Exactly. We're trying to That's hurt you. We're trying to help you. That's you know what I'm saying? saying. You, you guys know, look we, at us. We need like, both. Yeah, we need both, and then, you know, because you guys need us to, sh- to show you, you know, because I promise you, it will repeat itself, and it, we, every time it repeats itself, it gets worse and worse, so I'm just saying, you know, we, we need to pray for we, our young generation. Older generation. We have wisdom that we bring to the table, okay? Think of, think of what Joel said, Joel too. He said that in the last days, Okay, God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh, all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Both. You better come out. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And he said the old men will dream dreams and the young men will see vision. You need both. Come on. You need both. To bring this thing That's right. home. That's wrong talk right there. Yeah, that's deep right there, y'all. That's deep. That's deep talk. That's deep talk. Amen. Amen. That's real. So we have two minutes. So, Tam, just pray for the people. Pray for our enemies. Pray for those that are are standing flat-footed and boldly out there calling it out. Reverend Warnock was on this early this morning talking about it. You know, we have leaders that are in place that God has systematically put in place. When he, <laughs> I'm going to go here with you, okay? When he put that, that Hebrew child and that African-American in the Senate this year in Georgia, he did that on purpose. Yes. Yes. Yes, and we, we did, did get a we purpose. did have an African American uh, swirl um, in um, as the district attorney that won, and he was one of the ones that kind of signed. But I'm praying for him because he didn't realize, you know, it's about a position right now. But we just gonna keep praying too. So anywho, we just thank you, Lord, and we pray for our enemies to spitefully use us to try to hinder us in any way. But we know that we're overcomers because we love you, Lord. Because we believe in you. Yes. We're not expressing to be perfect in any way. But we come to yes. you humbling ourselves, kneeling on our knees and asking for help. And show us how, Father God, to humble ourselves and come to you so you can heal our lands, our families, our love, mm-hmm. whatever it mm-hmm. is, our finances, our homes, our children that are astray. We're even praying for the nation. Not just us yes. as African Americans, as Indians, as Puerto Ricans. As we pray for one nation under you, Father. Mm-hmm. And we believe in you mm-hmm. that you're a deliverer of all things, a protector, a leader, a guider, and an instructor. And we love you. In mm-hmm. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. Love amen, you, amen. Thank you, sir. I love you. Thank you so much. You guys have an incredible week in the Lord. My sister has something very special coming to you next week. I won't be here, but I know she and our our dear brother in the Lord, Apostle Paul, is going to tear it up. So anyway, Uh-oh. you guys have an incredible Uh-oh. time. <laughs> you guys have a credible time and they will be with you. Same God time, same God channel. Same God channel. We love you guys. Love amen. you, sis. Amen, amen. Love you too, sis. Be blessed. Let's keep it real.